welcome to Come Follow Me with Bree, episode 65, We Seek After These Things. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here this week. I am a little tardy, and so I apologize for that, but I think you are going to love today's topic. So I'm in the mood for a lighter topic this week, and the 13th article of faith provides us with a perfect opportunity. There's lots of heavy things that we could talk about this week, but I'm just I'm just feeling light and happy. And it's always been my favorite article of faith, and it just feels like an invitation to love all that's good in life. It says, we believe in being honest, true, chaste, benevolent, virtuous, and in doing good to all men. Indeed, we may say, we follow the admonition of Paul. We believe all things, we hope all things, we've endured many things, and hope to be able to endure all things. If there is anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy, we seek after these things. So this episode, I am going to focus on just the last sentence, but in kind of a different way than we typically do. So I'm going to ask you a question. What is virtuous, lovely, of good report and praiseworthy within you? We are very wired, as I'm sure we are all aware in our culture, to look for what is wrong within ourselves. And actually, funny enough, sneaky Satan has found a way to swing the pendulum in the precise opposite direction culturally. So we have both extremes. There is also a cultural trend of complete acceptance. You shouldn't want to be anything more than you are right now. Who you are right now is perfect and needs no improvement. No need for critique. You see how each attitude on either end of the spectrum works towards Satan's ultimate goal? If we are too focused on what is wrong within ourselves, we are paralyzed, unable to improve, unable to progress, because our self-criticism is so loud that it leads us to self-loathing, which is the opposite of how Heavenly Father would want us to feel about ourselves. But on the other side, if we completely remove our focus from self-improvement or self-evaluation, we are also paralyzed, unable to improve, unable to progress, because we are trying to quiet our spirit within us that longs to become something better, become like Jesus Christ. So we have two extremes. Remember a couple weeks ago when I talked about how Satan is just, he's so smart. There isn't one way that he's going to snare everyone. He takes the healthy balance that Heavenly Father wants us to have, and swings it toward one extreme or the other. So where is that healthy balance? Where would the Spirit want us to live our lives? Now, it's certainly necessary throughout our lives to self-evaluate. Not with the intent of beating ourselves up, but with the intent of pursuing a greater joy that can only be found within the gospel of Jesus Christ, which ultimately is the pursuit of righteousness, the pursuit of good things. When we accompany self-evaluation and hearing hard things with the Spirit, instead of defensiveness, we can feel humility. Humility that perhaps we don't understand everything, that our perspective is not greater than His, that truth has nothing to do with us and our experience, but is only for the Lord to claim. In Isaiah 55, verses 8-9, through it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So to circle back what I really want to focus on, a different kind of truth that you might not actively think about yourself pushing back on 
but often do, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. I am a loved daughter or son of heavenly parents. I have a divine nature and destiny. Heavenly Father is pleased with my efforts. I can qualify for exaltation. I have divinely given, individually unique, spiritual gifts. What I do matters. With His help, I can obey the command to fear not. The roles and callings I am placed in right now are important and make a difference. I was reserved from the beginning to be born to help prepare the world for the second coming of Jesus Christ. I am willing to let go of past mistakes because I believe the Savior when He tells me He can take them from me. When we train our brain to look for and acknowledge those things first, the other things, the the things that we love to pick apart about ourselves or feel shame over, won't overshadow all the good that our Father in Heaven wants us to see in ourselves. Don't you think that He wants us to focus on those good things first? See those things as who we really are, as opposed to all of our flaws as who we really are? It reminds me of Nephi when he said in 2 Nephi chapter 4, O wretched man am I, yea, my heart sorroweth because of my flesh, my soul grieveth me because of mine iniquities. I am encompassed about because of the temptations and the sins which do so easily beset me. And when I desire to rejoice, my heart groaneth because of my sins. Now listen to this, this is the important part. Nevertheless, I know in whom I have trusted. My God hath been my support. He hath led me through mine afflictions in the wilderness, and he hath preserved me from upon the waters of the great deep. He hath filled me with his love, even unto the consuming of my flesh. So Nephi starts out in the place that we all find ourselves in all too often, but ends by acknowledging in whom he has trusted in whom he has found support and preservation, in whom he has found indescribable, all-encompassing love. When we trust in the Lord, we can also trust what he tells us. He is trying to reach our hearts so deeply that we allow ourselves to trust that we are who he says we are. And when we know that, we get in turn to know the divine identity and purpose of those around us. Michelle Craig said, I witness that Jesus Christ loves us and can give us eyes to see, even when it's hard, even when we're tired, even when we're lonely, and even when the outcomes are not as we had hoped. I love the phrase there that she says, eyes to see. Jesus Christ can give us eyes to see. And in this context, I want to point out that he can give you eyes to see who you really are, that you can see yourself as he sees you. She continues, through his grace, he will bless us and increase our capacity. Through the power of the Holy Ghost, Christ will enable us to see ourselves and see others as He does. With His help, we can discern what is most needful. We can begin to see the hand of the Lord working in and through the ordinary details of our lives when we see deeply. And then in that great day, when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. I want you to think for a moment how much more powerful a servant you are to our Savior, when you embrace who you really are, when you believe Him, when He says who you really are, and what your capacity is. So I invite you this week to look for everything that the Lord has told you is good, lovely, praiseworthy within yourself, 
and within others. When we see those things through the eyes of the Spirit, we can fully embrace the amazing process of excitedly improving toward exaltation, making our way toward the Savior because we truly believe Him when He says that we can. All of you, myself included, we all have a dream of who we'd like to be. In that version of yourself, you imagine all things virtuous, lovely, and of good report. The person that God would be proud of. Now, sometimes, all too often, we let that dream be a discouragement. Because that perfect version of that dream is not possible right now. So all you need right now is that direction. That's all he expects. Who can you be right now? With the Lord on your side, you can be courageous. With a witness from the Holy Ghost, you can be at peace and not burdened with doubt and fear. That doesn't mean that you won't still have questions or things that you don't understand, but doubt and fear don't have to be in charge. You can be a warrior to be used by the Savior to fight against true, real evil that is threatening to destroy so many of our brothers and sisters. Who are you? Why are you here? What is your purpose? You have a dream and a purpose to fight for that is righteous and noble. Isn't it amazing to have within your grasp a cause of truth that you would die for? Isn't it beautiful that you can be and do all of these things and still not be perfect? You are a daughter or son of heavenly parents who love you. All of these truths, all of that potential, is the pinnacle of loveliness and true beauty. If there is anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy, seek after these things. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks so much for being here this week. I know that I, again, I'm a little late getting this out. My life just got a little bit crazy. And I also know this is a much shorter episode than usual. And it's funny because I actually had a lot more written, like three times as much, which would be about the normal length of an episode. But I'm trying really hard when I when I do an episode to follow the Spirit and the Spirit helped me kind of focus in on what I wanted my true message to be and and to kind of cut out any extra extra things that really didn't need to be there. So I hope that this, this message impacted you. I hope it's what you needed to hear. I would love it if you would share with your friends, especially since I'm a little late getting it out. Um, the main reason I get distraught whenever I'm a little late is because my numbers really do go down. And I... I care about those numbers because I care about what the Spirit has to say through me. And I just want as many people as need to hear it to hear it. So share if you can, and I will talk to you again next week.